Welcome to the Workshop Review Podcast. This is episode number five for February 13th, 2019. I'm Brian. Brandon's sitting over there. Say hi, Brandon. Well, hello there. And on this episode, we are talking to Nick and Jeff from Lake Erie Toolworks. As you guys know, we're, we're giving away one of their Moxon vices this month, and we have some questions from you guys for them. Before we get to the questions, um, just want to throw out a really quick reminder. Um, uh, go over and check us out on Patreon, guys. It's patreon.com slash workshop review. Got some cool stuff going on over there. Um, all right, that's enough of that. Brandon, what do you got going on in your shop this week? Yes, sir. I am not in my shop. I'm traveling for work. Where are you at? I am in Dallas, Texas. So, but the good news is, if you've been following along, uh, before I left, I finished demoing the upstairs for the master bathroom. So, the dumpster has now left my house. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes, that's about as, as far as I've gotten. So now I just get to start rebuilding. How, uh, how big was the dumpster? Uh... I think it was five by ten. Did you fill it up? Yeah. 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 All right. Did you only need one? Yep. Yeah. Now let me ask you this because I've been thinking about this. Were you able to like position the dumpster like under a window or something and no. throw pieces from upstairs? You had to carry them all through your house out to the dumpster. It was. It was awful. That so is awful. My my first attempt was to put the drywall in garbage bags that I had. And then I quickly found out that, that doesn't work. Well, I had to double double bag it, and that I couldn't fill the bags because it got way heavier than I could manage. So <laughs> I took a metal trash can and rigged it to a, a dolly, and I was able to to navigate the house down the stairs and all the, through the house to to get that to work, which was still a pain in the butt. But you know what? It was it was a lot better. So I'll take it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So demo's done, demo's and now, done. You're, now you're rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. Instead right. of sawdust, it's going to be sheetrock. Yeah, drywall's awful. Um, all right. Thanks for that uh, rousing woodworking input there, Brandon. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> what so about something interesting, Brian, that I talked to you and I may have touched on this last week is that I got a a drywall sander for this project because I wanted to make sure that uh, my living space wasn't oh, contaminated yeah. with, with dust since, you know, my wife and, and toddler are all around that area. So I got this sander. It looks a lot like the Festool, super heavy-duty dust collection, but it's got an 11-inch disc on it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why can I not use this on a tabletop? At least for, you know, the first couple of passes just to to help get, knock all the gunk down. Now, it's not a random morbid, so I don't know that I could use it as a finish sander. But I don't know if anybody's out there has ever done it, you know, uh, hit us up. Let us know if it worked or not. Yeah, that would be interesting. I've never used one of those, but I have sanded, you know, drywall mud before, and it's pretty easy to sand. Is that as powerful as like a regular sander? Well, I mean, it's got a, a bigger motor on it than my palm sander, so. Okay. I'll put it to the test. Yeah, it's always worth trying out, I guess. That'd be interesting. All right, what about you, uh, Jeff and Nick? What do you guys got going on in your shop? 
Well, we're in uh, full tilt production mode. We're uh, gearing up and starting another run of actually mocks and lights. Uh, we're uh, a little shy on some of our jaws and uh, starting a new batch of screws for that. So that's going to be in full tilt this week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big. That's what we're doing. That's the big one right now. It's actually again we had uh, we had mentioned in the past some future products. We're uh, we're in design mode as well on those. Yeah. So again, but we we keep teasing you with that. But in the not too distant future, we're going to quit teasing you and actually show you and explain some of the things we're working on. And I think the uh, the audience is going to love them. Well, that's good. We definitely look forward to to seeing that too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty excited because you're right. You guys have been teasing us for <laughs> yes. at least like a month and a half now. I think it's getting closer. But I'll tell you what. We uh, last week we got a, a new. 3d sla printer that is is phenomenal and we've been putting it through the paces this past week and some of the prints that we're getting off of it the the quality compared to a filament type printer it's just it's it's night and day you know when you really get into the granularity of it yeah that that might be something we're going to have to discuss in more length uh on my next visit because i saw that picture post and i went oh i want to play as, as far as a woodworking tool, you wouldn't think it'd be a woodworking tool, but if you're building woodworking tools, it's fantastic to make prototypes, to put them in your hand, to look and feel and judge, you know, the, the you know, the how they work or how they would feel, you know, if you would use them. So I can't say enough about 3D printing as uh, as a, you know, testament to uh, to trial and error there. Do you find that the tolerances uh, are at all similar? I, I think they're pretty pretty spot on. Again, based on the size, kind of the feel, the look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just calibrated it, and I'm, I'm measuring within just a handful of thousandths of an inch of what it's supposed to be. So, wow, great tool! It's the future. <laughs> Soon we're going to be able to print wood. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> we can print uh, prints that look like wood. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brian, before we jump into these questions, why don't I go ahead and, and knock some of these steel deals and things you'll drool over out of the way? But but I haven't talked about what I was what I'm doing in my shop. You're just you're just skipping right over me there, buddy. Uh, so I'm I'm doing the the bar cart. I'm still working on the bar cart, and things are kind of interesting because when I started designing this with the client um they want some like metal adornment on it so there's going to be a lot of frame and panel construction like the doors are all frame and panel and the sides of this thing are going to be frame and panel with solid wood and on the face of some of these panels they want like a thin metal screen as sort of just to to break up some of the walnut and give it sort of an industrial type look and so when we very first sat down and talked about this, we, you know, I said, okay, well, I'll do all the wood stuff. Uh, you guys are going to provide all the metal stuff. Um, let's get that going. And about two weeks ago, I, I contacted him again and I said, hey, it's going to be time that I'm going to start needing this metal in about, you know, a week, week and a half or whatever. Um, so if you haven't ordered it or haven't bought it, go out and order it and buy it because I need it. And they haven't done it. <laughs> So, uh, I'm kind of at a standstill because I, I need that stuff before I can continue on because 
you know, order of operations when you're building something. You have to have parts completed before you can start putting things together and all that stuff. And that's where I'm at. So, um, kind of stuck. But I did get a whole bunch of resawing done um, for the panels. I still have to make the frames. But it, it's coming along. We're getting there. So things are good. Um, all right, Brandon, go ahead. Steals and deals and things that well, I want to drool over. Well, well, now I have questions. Oh, okay. So you're, I heard, I saw that you were officially working with Solid Wood again. Yes. On this project. So are you using all the solid wood as just all your trim pieces or how, how far is, is this mix going? So, you know, it's basically a cabinet, right? Um, so the, the, the countertop of this cabinet is plywood. All of the divider pieces in between, the structural stuff on the inside is plywood. And everything except for the top of it, the countertop, pretty much that you see is going to be solid wood. So uh, the sides of this thing are solid wood frame and panels. All of the doors are solid wood frame and panel construction. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty good mix of both. Well, it looks like it's finally coming together. Well, the pieces are coming together, but the actual assembling of it, not so much yet. <laughs> All right, so now some steals, deals, and things you might drool over. In the past episode, I had touched on the normal Rockler sale that's going on, which will be ending shortly. I touched on the 10% Powermatic deal, which is also ending shortly, as well as that large Grizzly sale that was going on with the 20-inch planer, the Cyclone Slepperator, yeah. and uh, some other items. Uh, and so all of that is also ending shortly. Uh, this week, uh, Grizzly is running a special on all of their wheels and tires. Um, if you're in the market for wheels and tires, some of them are, you know, urethane, some of them are just flat out pneumatic wheels, nothing, nothing fancy there, but if you need them, they're on sale, which, you know, is, is always nice. Um, Infinity Tools has got a special going on the workshop knife and tool sharpeners, you know, the small little uh, onion edition, the the Erlex steam wood bending, and their introductory Narex five-piece starter carving chisel set. Oh, that would so, be cool. So, yeah, I like, yeah, it looks, it looks really, uh, yeah, it looks quite nice. So, uh, right now, the 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 Narex is ten dollars off, so it's it's sitting at fifty nine dollars instead of sixty nine. Um, you know, so you know, basically, you get shipping or tax for free. Uh, but still worth mentioning. Uh, you know, for sure. As far as giveaways, uh, there was only one that I saw come about this this time period, and it happened to come from the one and only Mark Spagnola. He will be giving away a bright, big, yellow, and shiny Powermatic table saw once again. So if you're, the, the for, uh, yeah. if you're in the market for yeah, if you're in the market for a table saw, make sure you go check out Mark Spagnola at the Wood Whisperer and sign up for his giveaway. Cool. Yeah, is it the Powermatic 1000 or do you know what it is? Uh, 
Nope. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a Powermatic table saw. So it's a Powermatic table saw. That's right. as far as I really looked. Um, but I could load it up right now, and I did. It is the PM two thousand B table saw and sliding table saw attachment. Oh, cool! Very Whoa. cool. That's nice. That whole sliding table saw attachment, that, that, that's quite nice. I got to say, now that I have that, that sliding table saw, it, it, it was a game changer. Yeah, you like it? I do. I like it a lot. You know, um, yeah, it's quite nice. Cool. All so right. there you have it. Go uh, look, win. There's 17 days left on that competition. And uh, hopefully we'll have more for you next week. All right. So, Jeff and Nick, tell us about Lake Erie Toolworks. Well, Lake Erie Toolworks uh, has been around for a, north of 10 years now. Uh, we're going strong. we got a lot of products uh, that we currently provide, uh, primarily around wooden vice screws uh, and that line, so we can cover everything from leg vices, to wagon, to tail, to shoulder, you name it. Uh, we also offer wooden moxen vice screws, uh, the only fully wooden moxens out there, uh, both in a regular moxen size and a moxen light version, a little bit smaller. Uh, we also offer our clamp gauge uh, kits, which basically if you're doing panel glue-ups, uh, throw some of these clamp gauges in there as you're tightening up and you'll absolutely achieve the glue manufacturer's recommended clamping pressure every time. Right. It'll save you from uh, worrying whether you're throwing too many clamps or too little, and it'll give you just the right number of clamps at the right spacing to get the most effective, efficient glue up possible. So those are the big uh, rocks in the tent right now that we're, we do. And uh, as mentioned, a good handful of other efforts that are in the works right now that you'll be hearing about in the near, not too distant future. That so. is very exciting. So, who Lake Erie Toolworks? Um, who was the the brainchild of this thing? How how did it start out? It actually started out with uh, Nick. Uh, Nick Dombrowski was uh, uh, working at a at a place that built organ pipe uh, type uh, equipment and supplies for organs, pipe organs, and so on. And uh, he was using some work benches over there, and they had the old style wooden screws on them. And, uh, it, you know, it, it just, it, it seemed like a great fit, you know, a relatively smaller product. We could actually do it in a, just started out as a home-based business. So we could actually do it in a home, right. uh, in our basement actually is where we started out. And, uh, as we started getting into it, just continued to hone and fine tune the product and, you know, uh, add to the product line. And from there, we, we have since grown out of the basement about four or five years ago. We're now in about a 1300 square foot shop and we're actually looking for additional room now because we, we need to grow again. So it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, uh, and we're making some things happen here. Yeah. You guys have got that shop pretty well packed, packed tight full of tools. It it is, it is. It's efficient, but it's, uh, it's nearing its capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the mocks and vices, that's, that's really the bread and butter for this episode and the and the giveaway that we're doing this month. Why did you guys decide to go with uh, two different sizes? The biggest key was we originally came out with our full moxen, which handles about 24-inch uh, wide pieces of wood between mm-hmm. centers. 
And uh, that was a good fit. And we had a lot of, you know, a good customer reply back on that and hey, good stuff. But you know what? I really, I don't need something quite that large. So look me up or give me a call or throw me an email when you get something a little bit smaller. So as we started testing out different configurations, we, we kind of landed on that, that 14 inch uh, wide between screws for the Moxon light. It's, it's a good intermediary. It's, again, not as big, not as wide. But for those that are just planning on doing maybe dovetailing of a, of a board, of an 8-inch, 10-inch type board or something, it, it's, it's perfect. It's a good sweet spot. So it, it fits customers that don't want something quite that big, but yet functional, you know, and able to do what they're trying to do. So that's, that's how that kind of came into being. Right. So, so, so oh, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, oh, go ahead, Brandon. Okay. Good. Yay, I get to talk. Um, <laughs> were either of you like actually hand tool worker woodworkers or, or, or hobbyist woodworkers that, that kind of helped throw you into this woodworking uh, accessory tool making journey? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Nick here. Uh, I, I did a lot of, a lot of hand tool work, woodworking when I was in college. I uh, worked, as Jeff said, at the Oregon Supply Industries Company and did a lot of uh, power tool woodworking there, basically. But I did, we did do some hand tool. They taught me how to use some you know, hand planes and chisels. And uh, while I was going to college, I took a, took a couple of week-long courses at uh, Ernie Conover School over in Ohio. So I did a hand tool woodworking course where oh, we built really a cabinet, cool. uh, dovetail, dovetails and uh, mortise and tenon joints. And then like a year later, I did a uh, wood turning course. But yeah, I, I've been into wood, hand tool woodworking for a while now. I haven't, I haven't spent as much time lately as I'd like because, I mean, I guess the majority of my woodworking isn't really woodworking. It's tool making. But uh, yeah, it's, hand tools is something that we've, I've been into for quite some time. And Jeff has some experience as well. That's it. And this, uh, your, your audience may not know this. This is actually a kind of a father-son combo here where we got a unique twist. Nick, the son, is actually the lead of the company, and I'm uh, helping out from the, the secondary standpoint. Uh, so from that being, uh, we actually have kind of a division of labor. He handles more of the technical design engineering side. I handle tend to be uh, pointing more in the sales, marketing, you know, website side of the world. But I've, I've been around woodworking for 40-plus years, and in the past, I it was nothing but hand tools. My father uh, had provided me with some wooden planes and, and some hand saws and way back when <laughs> so did a lot of, you know, starting with dovetails, mortise and tenons and built a couple of coffee tables for my family way back when. Uh, since then, Nick mentioned some of the courses from Ernie Conover. We've actually also headed down to North Carolina and we took a course from uh, Roy Underhill, uh, uh, at his shop and actually did a, uh, a hand plane making wooden hand planes there. So yeah, we've been, uh, been around the, the game for a while and, and hand tool woodworking is, it's, it's fantastic, you know? So just again, to his point though, we tend to spend more time making tools than hand tool woodworking, but it would be nice to do it a little more frequently than we do. Well, that is the business, right? Tool making. That's it. So Roy, I, I've met Roy once. I didn't uh, take a class with him or anything. It was at a, a woodworking show. And uh, that dude is just a ball of energy. Is he like that in his classes too? 
Absolutely. He, it's not an act. That's who he is. That's awesome. He is, he, is, uh, he is absolutely genuine. What you see is what you get. That is really, really cool. That's really cool. All right. So um, these mocks and vices. I've been using the one in my shop. I'm using the, the full-size one. And unfortunately, with this cart, I don't really have... I'm not doing a whole lot of hand-cutting of joinery. There, there are some drawers that are going on it, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to dovetail them just because I want to use the mocks and vice. Um, <laughs> not necessarily because they're paying me for dovetails. I just want to use the vice. But I, sure. I go out into my shop, and it's... You know, it's clamped to my workbench, and um, I find because I have it out there, uh, I just go out and I practice cutting joinery just because I can, and the vice is so much fun to use. Um, it's it's really quite a good product. I've I've never uh, I've never used a, a wooden screw vice before, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's just fun to use. Do you guys like hear that a lot from people? Uh, we do, and we also hear kind of the this secondary piece there. Some have it set up, you know, pretty much permanently so they can use it when they need it. And we also hear from quite a few customers that love the fact that it's mobile, so you can literally, you know, unclamp it, pull it off. You can take it out. You can put it away if you need to, or slide it under, you know, a bench. Yeah. Or you can do it on a kitchen table if you're in a pinch, or out on a picnic table if you're outside. You know, you want to enjoy the great outdoors. So it's it, it's multifunctional there, both you know internal as well as externally. Yeah, yeah. I look I look forward to that aspect of it because I mean one of the things I like to do in the summer is is, is try to cut stuff outside and sit on my patio and sharpen my chisels, you know, whatever. So being able to do that, move around with it, is is pretty awesome. Well, you'll think we think you'll enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the feel and feedback of a wooden screw is, well, that's what started the business. I mean, when I was working at the Oregon place, they felt great. I've used steel vices, and they work well. It, they just don't have the same feedback you get with a wooden screw. I, I the, totally again, know what you're talking tactile, about. Tactile feedback is just, it, it's very different. You, you know when it's tight. That's it. And when people who have never really used a wooden screw, it's like, how do you get that point across? Again, it's, it, it tends to be faster and smoother, some of the key benefits, you know, and actually these screws, you know, on the, the full workbenches, they tend to be larger than a normal metal type screw. But again, it's, it's that feedback, you know, the, the tightening and the, the loosening and from a full tight to a full loosen, you know, maybe a quarter turn at that. And it's, again, it's, they're, they're great. Yeah, that's something that Brandon and I commented on quite a bit when we first got them in like once we took them from your shop and we were kind of messing around with them a little bit in Brandon's shop um once it's tight it's it's right there like uh, there's no slop like you said a quarter turn eighth of a turn once the the jaws you know contact whatever you're you're clamping in there and that's it like it's solid that's it I was yeah I was really surprised I wasn't expecting that you'll find the same thing on any one of our screws actually on the Again, the full screws up through the two X line. So, did you guys go back and infiltrate that pipe organ company to to swap out all of their uh, <laughs> vices no. with gears? 
No, not not recently, well, anyway. They, they don't need to. They still work, and they're 100 years old. There, there it is. These, these, these truly are things that uh, you will pass on to generations to come, and they'll work every bit as good you know, down the road as they do now. Well, with that kind of lifespan, do you, are you guys uh, worried about your supply and demand uh, <laughs> running out? We, we, I mean, they're, they're fans of planned obsolescence, right? So <laughs> eventually you're going to put yourself out of business. Well, we, we figure maybe maybe your grandchildren will come back to us to buy. A, <laughs> a bonus, so. And they'll be buying them from your grandkids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more, <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we have uh, uh, some questions from listeners here. If uh, if you want to move into that, what do you think, Brandon? Or do you got anything else? Uh, yeah, we can move into that. That would be great. Absolutely. Make you up the first one here. First question we have is from Kesselback Workshop. They uh, He asks, I would really like to hear more about your screws in general. How durable are they? Can they really apply the same amount of pressure as a steel screw? Other than being non-marring, are there any major advantages? Uh, well, they are durable. I mean, we've been at it this, this for over 10 years, and I... I've not heard of anybody, you know, breaking breaking their vice, breaking threads, and we also have a basically a lifetime warranty. Where if you have if you have trouble with your vice, let us know and we'll we'll make it right. And that's that's a core piece. It's our worry-free warranty. Literally, if you ever have an issue down the road, ser- seriously, just give us a phone call, throw us an email, and we will take care of business for you. We understand there's an investment in these screws and in our product. We want to make sure you're happy with it. So, and as far as would, would that cover something like um, like wood movement issues? Like, say, you know, say you make a screw and everything looks great, um, but you know, six months down the road, say it it's in a customer's hand and it moves more than is expected or something. Is that something that you guys would would cover? Yeah, that is something that we've covered. That, that, that is, uh, some customers have had issues where, say, their shop is a, a little on the high end for humidity, and they've had some binding issues. Well, we've worked with them either to, one, the classical fix would be to put some pumice powder, a fine abrasive, loose abrasive, and work it in between the screw and the nut. Right. And then that will basically loosen the screw up to the point where it functions properly. And another option, if, if that is something that's not working out or doesn't work, is we'll literally build a nut with more clearance and ship it to them so that they'll have a functional vice. So, yeah, wood, wood movement or humidity isn't isn't an issue. It's something we'll take care of if, if the need arises. And, and one of the things that I'll add into that mix, we keep kind of stringent you know, records and tallies of you know, what comes and goes if there's any issues. Issues tend to be a very rare thing. Uh, with our product, uh, we actually have it down to literally one third of one percent uh, from a tracking number standpoint of what we sold out there. If they've had issues, one third of one percent have either given us a call or an email, and we've addressed it primarily with pumice, as Nick had mentioned, you know, to free it up. Or again, very rare instances where we'll recraft a larger nut or a nut with larger uh, larger play in it. Again, that would require that. We actually had one customer up in Canada that was uh, running these vices in like an, uh, an open water uh, what wood, wood mill 
of sorts. And, and it, it, wow. it was definitely exposed to a lot more moisture changes than, than the average bear. So we ended up definitely recrafting a new nut for that application. Again, it was a specialty purpose area that it was being driven in. But since then, works well, no problems, all is good. I think you mentioned, you asked what, about the pressure with a steel screw. Yes. yes. Uh, well, with a two-turn per inch, if, if you compare it to, say, a four- or five-turn per inch steel screw, with, with the same amount of hand force, you won't be getting as much pressure on the board that you're clamping just because of the fact that you have more mechanical advantage with a large or a smaller thread. That being said, these our wooden screws clamp plenty tight for the purpose. It's actually kind of easy to over-tighten a, a typical steel vise. So if you've got a four or five per inch steel vise, it's easy to apply way too much force. Whereas with the wooden vise, you, you know when it's tight. As soon as it starts to give you the feedback that it's tight and it doesn't take a whole lot to tighten it up either. Right. So it's sort of like a point of diminishing returns type thing. It only needs to be a certain tightness. It doesn't exactly. Happen. Exactly. Right. Okay. Go ahead there, Brandon. All right. Our next question comes from across the pond. It comes from, uh, Jack in England. And he goes, he asks, when designing or creating a product like this Moxon Vice, how much attention do you pay to the history of a product like that? Uh, do you find a particular vice that someone already owns and model it off of that? Well, again, it, it, as Nick mentioned, his kind of genesis of the idea and the functionality and building of these screws came from his, you know, previous work at the Oregon supply facility. So that was kind of the inspiration behind it. But as far as the look and feel and design, other than, you know, for general research out there of what exists, it's a matter of kind of taking the ideas you glean from what's already out there, kind of making it your own, right? Creating your own version of what you think would be the best, you know, functioning vice. So we tend to take, uh, you know, the overall length of the screw into account. You know, you're, you're looking at about what, 18, 19 inches, you know, 20 inches of, of usable thread on there in that range. So you got a good, you know, amount of play that you can actually clamp to. That's one thing. And the size, you know, there, there was the general size of wood screws in the past uh, historically have been two, two and a quarter inch you know, two and a half inch. So we, we kind of landed right in that sweet spot area, right around two and a half. Uh, our two X screws, obviously a little bit larger than that. Uh, but also the, again, the turns per inch, you know, Nick had mentioned on, on the two X, it's, we have a double start screw thread now on that. And it's, it's literally something, new. something brand new. It's a one inch per one turn, one revolution of the handle. Uh, whereas our normal vice screws are two turns per one inch of movement. So again, you got something that's big, something that's fast, and something that's that's proven to last literally hundreds of years from predecessor type products that are out there. So again, you, you take what's out there and you, you make it your own is the best way to describe it. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I bet it's a lot like, um, you know, building a table, right? Every, everybody knows what a table looks like. Um, everybody knows what a screw looks like. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, I guess, how you go about manufacturing that table or that screw and how you go about making it uh, better, 
right? I mean, a, exactly. a screw is a screw is a screw, but the way, you know, maybe maybe that wood was chosen or the manufacturing process to get it from, you know, uh, whatever it is, three and a half inch square stock, you know, milled down into a screw. It's, the, you know, the final product is a screw. Everyone knows what a screw looks like. Everyone knows what a table looks like, but it's the process, for, you know, from going from that blank to the screw that makes it different. Does that make absolutely? Is that right? Cool. No, that, that's that's spot on. And again, it it's not something that happens overnight. Literally, it was it was a better part of a year before we had something that was we were we were functionally comfortable with actually releasing out there. You know, so it took that that long and that amount of effort and energy to actually come up with something that look, hey, I'd be proud to you know put this in a customer's hands versus hey, you know what, I, there's no way I'd be selling this or giving this out there. Right. Right. So I, I guess to expand on his his question, though, I mean, when you guys decided to do this, did you guys like li- did you go in and literally like take measurements and pictures of the vices you were using? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I when I worked at the place, I, I did look at the general dimensions of it and the, the turns per inch. And then I did also some I guess book research and Internet research on antique vices to find what else was out there, what was common. So, right. Yeah. Very cool. Right, right. Were there any other questions uh, yes. mixed in there, Brandon, that we didn't, there we didn't were. cover? Okay. Hold on. And our last question comes from a fellow listener and viewer by the name of Turning Sawdust into Groceries, which is a fantastic name. So he's got a little pile of questions here. Are the vice screws air-dried or kiln-dried? Is there a warranty against the warping, which you already discussed? What is it like to make the best wooden vice screws every day? And do you ever make them out of other types of wood, like a special order? And how stoked were you when Frank Claus was using your vice and saying how awesome it was? <laughs> so so that's a lot of questions. Yeah, I'll take a couple of those, and we'll pass it over to Nick to get some as well. What, what, what uh, was old, the first one there, Brandon? The, the kiln dried <laughs> yes. versus air dried. <laughs> yeah, they are they are kiln dried. Our, our thinner stocks, say our jaws for our moxie vices, is conventional kiln dried, whereas the thicker four inch plus for our uh, for our larger vice screws is uh, vacuum kiln. Do you guys get your lumber from the same place all the time? Uh, we've got a couple of different suppliers. Uh, one's out in Michigan. We've got uh, another one in New York State. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, we we found it's good to not put all eggs in one basket, as they say. So you know, we we've gone through a handful of suppliers over the years for our waste blanks. And and some some go in and out of business. Some, you know, some oh, yeah. say they can do a bunch and they do it, and then when you actually tear into it, you find all kinds of knots and issues under the cover. I think some of you who followed some of our social media have seen us having uh, bonfire parties with some of our very expensive uh, kindling and stock. So uh, again, if it's if we wouldn't use it ourselves, we would not hand it out to a customer. So you know that's that. You had also mentioned the warranty side. We did touch on that. Honestly, a worry-free warranty. If you buy something from us, we're going to make it right, you know, uh, for the duration. 
do just let us know about it. We'll take care of it for you. Right, right. Okay. Uh, another one you'd mentioned was the special kind of special orders, and do we make it out of other products? All of our uh, products are made out of hardened maple. So, and again, we've had good success. We find that tends to be among the best of the wood species to, you know, to last and, and give you a solid step. But with that said, yes, we do special. We absolutely do special orders. Uh, we do special custom turning of the hubs. We do uh, special wood species. So we've had customers that wanted walnut screws. We made them walnut screws. Uh, we were also the provider of the, the past uh, French oak uh, uh, Rubo projects uh, that were conducted over the past many years, and uh, Nick had uh, developed, and we've we've uh, driven uh, oak out of that batch. So yeah, so yes, we do uh, custom orders, we do specialties, and we do other species. Uh, and there were one or two other questions. Uh, what, what's it like to be among the best of the screw makers? <laughs> Nick, I'll pass that one to you. You're Feels good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. And I think we had one other question in there if I if I missed it. Yeah. So we've seen people like Frank Kloss use uh, your products. Uh, there have been some other ones. Um, Chris Schwartz has as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, what's it what's it like to get, I guess, feedback from these masters in woodworking? you know, using your tools to create the awesome, the awesome work that they do. So you know what, I'll, I'll pitch in and I'll let Nick close it up then on that question. So uh, we uh, go to different trade shows and such and, you know, demonstrate our products and as well as sell them uh, from time to time. And, and we had Frank Klaus at one of the woodworking in America events uh, from popular woodworking. And Frank came over and he says, what do you got here? You know, <laughs> and we showed him the vice and we had our demonstration bench there and we had a shoulder vice on it. And Frank's like, wait, hang, hang on, let me look at that. And he, he starts clamping it up and he clamps the board in there and he's like, go get your camera. <laughs> like, what? And he's like, get your camera. You want to, you want to capture this. So <laughs> just again, another uh, very genuine person, very, very much like Roy Underhill. And, and he, he puts a big smile on his face and he clamps a board in there and he, he starts cranking out dovetails like candy on this and he's and, and as he's cutting he's just a big smile on his face and he's like you know what this this is the best vice screw i've ever seen he's like everybody should have one of these he's like i got to get one of these so it's it, it was great it was a great feeling and, and chris schwartz uh literally has built dozens upon dozens of benches using our product and Again, to date, not, from what we've heard, seen, and you know, right from him, you know, nothing but praise, and you know, it's it's a great product. So, Nick, you want to jump in on that? I think you pretty much covered it. I mean, it, yeah, it feels good. That's that's it. We uh, we actually uh, one other one, all, all kind of anecdotal. We had uh, Tommy McDonald way back when oh, at yeah. a trade show come over and, and uh, went over, and he, he's he's looking at the you know, the, the demonstration bench and he's kind of kicking the tire on it. And he's like, uh, tell me about this wagon screw. And we, you know, we pointed it out and showed him and he got his hand on it and started to clamp things with it. And his, his eyes kind of lit up as well. And he's next thing, you know, he's calling his friends. He had a couple of friends over there. He's, he's yelling their name. Come over here. Come on guys. You got to see this. It's, it's wicked fast. It's wicked smooth. You got 
it was <laughs> a, another, another big smile. You know, it's like this. This is great. You know? So, yeah, again, until you experience it, that, that's really the tale of the tape. As soon as you experience it, it's night and day. The feel, the, the, the smoothness, the speed. There it is. We, we do have a 30-day money-back guarantee, so it, it really is no risk. I mean, we'll even pay to ship it back if it's a you know, continental U.S. Uh, order. So it really is basically if you're interested in a wind screw, it's, there's nothing to lose. That's it. Get in your hands. You don't like it? Get a hold of us within 30 days. We'll take care of it for you. Yeah, that's, that, that's you really happy. cool. It, it is an investment. We want you to be, be happy with it. Well, I mean, I'm sure... Like like I said at the beginning of the the show, I hadn't used a wooden screw vise before, and um, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. But it's the the feedback from it, like you guys were talking about, the feedback is really really where it's at. Um, and and you're right when you clamp down on it, you know it's tight. There's no there's no guessing. There's no kind of bouncing your palm off the handle to you know just just make sure it's tight. No, it's right there right there that's it yeah was that uh was that all of our our questions there brandon this that was all of them from our viewers uh so one that i have had is where do you primarily see your shipping where's your focus is it here in the continental u.s is it overseas where who's clamping the vast majority is in the united states although we do a, an increasing number in Europe. Actually, we have uh, distributors all over the globe. Uh, in the U.S., we have uh, Woodcraft uh, is a fine distributor here, Highland Woodworking, uh, across the pond and such. In Germany, we have Dictum. Uh, we actually, in Australia, we do a good amount of business. Uh, Lee Nielsen, Australia, is our primary uh, distributor there. We actually have distributors in Scandinavia um, as, as well as in Canada. So, again, we're, we're covered around the globe. And for customers that uh, need it, they can either get it straight from us or go right to one of our fine distributors and pick it up. I see. That's awesome. And, uh, that's, I think that's all the questions, actually. Okay. I was going to say, you just got the one, Brandon? You just got the one? Yeah, so throughout uh, all the questions that you ended up asking, I think you hit all of my questions. So, thanks. Oh, okay. So, listeners, you've heard us talk about the vice. You've heard Jeff and Nick talk about the vice. These are the guys that make it, right? You've, you, you can go out there and you can see uh, Christopher Schwarz and Frank Klaus and, and, like, top guys in their fields using these things, and we're giving one away. So make sure you head over to the YouTube channel, check out the review, do your own research, you know, and but enter because you want this thing. This is a really, really cool vice. Um, and you get your choice, right? Uh, you get the you can choose between the full size or the or the light version. And Brandon's been uh, using the light version. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on the on the smaller version, Brandon? Well, I, I love it. I mean, it's it's very portable um you know with my with what i do i don't necessarily do a lot of panel work so my focus would be on joinery and i think for for those purposes it is absolutely perfect fantastic all right um 
You already did the steels deals and things that you want to make me drool over. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going <laughs> to we're going to close this thing out a little little different order than usual. Um, so, Nick and Jeff, where can the listeners find you guys online so they can go check out these vices and your your uh, leg vice kits and, and the clamp gauges and all the new stuff that you guys are going to be putting out? Where can people find this stuff at? Yep, you can best reach us at www.lakeerietoolworks.com, and you'll see uh, all of our products there available for not only sale, but you'll see all the reference material, uh, testimonials, reviews, you know, anything you want to see, both written and video more often than not. So uh, have at it. We'd encourage you. And again, with a 30-day risk-free guarantee, if you have any issues, problems, just, you know, let us know. And no risk involved. That's the beauty of it. And if you do end up purchasing any of our products, if you ever have an issue, just let us know about it and we'll take care of you. We're here. We'll take care of it. We want to make sure you're happy. So there it is. Awesome. And uh, you guys can follow along with this podcast and the giveaways uh, on our YouTube channel, Workshop Review, as well as on Instagram, uh, at Workshop Review, where we post, uh, you know, uh, photos and videos of us using these products that we're reviewing and giving away uh, during the giveaway. And um, you can find me at Macaulay's Design on Instagram and YouTube. What about you, Brandon? You can find me at the Marshall's Wood Shop on Instagram and YouTube. And it's important as we continue to move forward that you take these these giveaway options and you use them to the full extreme. Share them, share them with everybody. Absolutely. Family, friends, loved ones, people you don't know. Well, I think you might be going a, a little better. overboard there, Brandon, but but we get it. All right. We get it. We get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for being on the show. Um, I think, I think the listeners will get a lot, a lot out of this. We were able to answer some questions, which is awesome. Thank you for sending the questions in. We really appreciate it. And, um, until next time, go build something, right? Our pleasure. Take care guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>